Welcome to the January 2020 podcast for the Journal of Parenteral and Enteral Nutrition. My name is Dr. Kelly Tappenden, Editor-in-Chief for JPEN, and today we're going to be discussing the paper entitled Reducing Hospitalizations and Costs, a Home Health Nutrition-Focused Quality Improvement Program. On behalf of her co-authors, we're fortunate today to have Dr. Suelo Sulo, a health outcomes researcher at Abbott, uh, to discuss the paper with us. Welcome, Dr. Sulo. Thank you for having me. So your paper is very relevant right now and and is expanding on some, some previous work. So can you tell us, or let's start off by saying, what was your rationale for conducting this study? Yeah, so back in 2016, we published a study in your prestigious journal, which looked at the impact of a comprehensive and innovative nutrition quality improvement program uh, for hospitalized patients at malnutrition risk and the impact that it would have on improving their health and reducing healthcare costs. At the time, we introduced three simple steps um, that of um, identifying patients at malnutrition risk upon hospital admission by screening them educating the patients that were at malnutrition risk and treating them with the right nutritional drinks and following these patients across their um, hospitalization as well as post-discharge. And the results of the study were fascinating. We found that by introducing this nutrition care program, we were in the position to reduce length of stay by almost two days. The probability of 30-day readmissions reduced by 29%, which resulted in cost savings of over $4.8 million total, or over $3,800 for patient treated. So the results of this study were very encouraging, and the same research team saw that there was an opportunity to take this program and see if it could be implemented in, ho- in the home healthcare space, where we know that nearly 5 million patients every single year enter home health and require healthcare services for different conditions and, and, and different chronic diseases. Research also shows that one in three of these patients are actually at malnutrition risk or malnourished, and a lot of them do not get the right nutritional care. As a result, these are the patients that experience increased healthcare costs and the ones that experience a lot of adverse outcomes, such as being hospitalized multiple times over longer periods of time. Excellent. You know, it is startling to me that we still have malnutrition so prominently existing and and unrecognized in many, many healthcare settings. So can we just review how malnutrition is is defined in 2020? Well, we certainly know that malnutrition occurs when the body doesn't get the right nutrients that it needs, whether that's minerals or protein. But the problem that we see is that most often patients are hospitalized or enter home health not as a result of malnutrition. Instead, they usually come to home health or get hospitalized for other diagnoses, as heart failure or cancer, and therefore the malnutrition remains to be the underlying problem, and therefore it remains undetected and undertreated. So the research team has established enough evidence to to basically um, showcase the healthcare providers across different settings of care where they see their patients that malnutrition is still prevalent, both in the hospital, in the home healthcare space, and there are ways to actually address it. And it can be done by introducing simple interventions like the ones that we introduce in partnership with Advocate Healthcare. So tell us about those. Give us a summary of what you discovered. So what we found is that after following over 1,500 patients 
receiving home health care services over one year time frame, introducing the simple interventions that I mentioned before, so screening patients and treating them with the right nutritional drinks such as Ensure and Lucerna, and following these patients over time, we are in the position to reduce the 90-day hospitalization rate by 18%, as well as reduce the overall healthcare resource use, which in addition to hospitalization, it also included outpatient clinic visits. As a result of these improvements, we're now seeing a significant cost savings of over $2.3 million total, or per patient net savings of $1,500, which is quite significant for any organization in the United States. Wow, that is very significant. Uh, very, very impressive. Now, um, in this, when when looking at these these institutions, what was the the incidence of malnutrition amongst them? Was it consistent with what was reported in the literature? It is very consistent with what's reported in the literature with malnutrition rate being uh, close to 30%. Um, basically, one in three patients receiving home health care services being at risk or malnourished. Okay. Uh, very interesting. It seems that so many studies have been done where that is incredibly reproducible, regardless of the, the patient population that's examined. Of course, we know that, that older adults have been well studied, and this is a particular problem for them, um, which, which we, we need to be able to address. So this, this is very important. Tell me, though, about equality as we look across social status and um, equity within the groups that you studied. Did you have a range of individuals with, from various income levels and, and equity represented in the, in the group? Yes, yeah, so the patient population studied was very diverse, uh, different socioeconomic status, different age groups, um, even though predominantly our patients were older adults, so over 70 years old. And what we were able to establish is enough evidence to know that um, nutrition matters across different patient groups with different disease states, with different diagnosis and different socioeconomic status. Okay, good. And when you, so you had different socioeconomic statuses represented. Did you stratify for that? Do we know that the advantages and this benefit was across all different socioeconomic statuses? It's not something that um, we have um, analyzed or explored at this point in time, but that's a very good point, and it's something that we as a research team can certainly look into. Uh, you know, I think I just think it's it's so interesting that there is such dichotomy in, in the outcomes that that would be helpful for us to know if, if simple steps being implemented like this could make a difference to, to patients across, across the diverse populations. That would be, be very helpful. So what do these data tell us um, in comparison to previous research? How does this extend our knowledge? Well, we once again have established enough evidence and data um, that basically support the expansion and the scalability of simple but effective nutrition interventions across different settings of care. So what we have, so Abbott in partnership with Advocate has established a best-in-class nutrition program that is not only uh, sustainable over time but it's also scalable. It's a model that every organization can implement with minimal resources, and any organization that is interested in optimizing the nutrition care for their patients and looking for ways to reduce hospitalization rates and reduce healthcare costs overall. Okay, very good. Now, there's going to be many people listening from institutions who want to both improve their care and 
save this, these additional funds, right? So what steps would you recommend to them to help reduce malnutrition rates? Well, it all begins uh, with healthcare professionals and healthcare providers specifically believing in the power of nutrition, believing in the data, and communicating nutrition care protocols to the patients and the caregivers, as well as the leadership team that eventually be the, will be the ones to endorse similar programs to be implemented at their own institution. So, again, we ha- I want to reiterate the fact that we have established um, a nutrition protocol that is scalable, other org- healthcare um, systems across the country can adopt and hopefully observe very similar improvements. And we are seeing already that different institutions across the United States are implementing similar models and they are observing similar outcomes in terms of reducing length of stay, reducing readmissions, and the overall healthcare resource use. So, Dr. Sula, one of the things that you just said, I really want to emphasize for our listeners, because these data can be so powerful in going to the administration. We know for those of us who are nutrition experts that the impact on patient care and the role of nutrition uh, in in patient care is is so important. But that's something that non-nutritional professionals have a hard time prioritizing at times. So what these data do is boil it down to dollars and cents and a currency that will also be something to get the attention of our non-nutrition colleagues. And I think that this gives us the opportunity to really share the value of nutrition in a matter that that is appealing to even those who are not non-nutrition experts. So I thank you for that. Now tell me in, in summary, what was Abbott's interest in supporting this? And and you know I, I hate to be so so frank in that, but you are a nutrition company, you represent a nutrition company that um, makes medical nutrition products. Why is Abbott interested in in protocols such as this that doesn't necessarily support their product directly? As a science-based leader in the space of nutrition, Abbott always partners with institutions uh, to look at ways to improve uh, human health in general. Certainly, we know that malnutrition can impact everyone, and um, as a health outcomes researcher with Abbott, um, I always look for ways to study the total impact that uh, nutrition care, nutrition interventions can have on improving the health of our patients and reducing the cost for different healthcare systems across the globe. Uh, Very good. You know, congratulations to you, to... um, the leadership at Abbott and to your partners, your clinical partners of Advocate for this excellent study. Uh, I think that it should become a reference for so many of us uh, with looking at nutrition, care, malnutrition across a spectrum of institutions. For our readers, please do go to the January 2020 issue of JPEN and read the paper that we have been discussing entitled Reducing Hospitalizations and Cost, a Home Health Nutrition-Focused Quality Improvement Program. Thank you, Dr. Sulo. Thank you.